0: for august 2011 my name is ed my name is zach my name is steve and my name is jason welcome to you to this episode of the full metal podcast we've got something very special for you guys this month we have an interview with Kazuya Murata, the director of the new full metal alchemist movie the sacred star of milos which we saw at otacon this year we're gonna give you a review on that after the interview it's a very interesting interview guys what do you guys think
1: Oh, the interview was fantastic
0: It, it was an honor to, uh, to yeah. get to speak
2: with him, and a very cool insight in the directing process which I know very little about, so I'm, I have been informed and it was an honor to speak with him
0: He's really the first guest of that kind that we've ever interviewed Yes, Stry- Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also we have a brief review of First Impressions of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Part 5 from Funimation We'll have a full review next month Rock's gonna be doing some equivalent exchange, and but first we're going to be doing some news and releases. Sounds good. Uh, before we start, though, I just want to uh,
2: apologize for not having an episode in July ready for you guys. But uh, this is a pretty big interview, if you if you couldn't tell, uh, and we wanted to make sure this episode rocked uh, as much as possible, and. Uh, so I, I hope it does, and I hope it meets your expectations,
0: and we'll still be seeing you in mm-hmm. September. So, our, Yeah, our focus changed significantly after we learned we'd be able to see the movie at Oticon. Yes. So sort of made like, everything about the movie.
2: We were going to do an episode in July and at Oticon for August, but we're like, oh, maybe we should just focus on getting things right in August.
0: And we got the interview, so that's what matters.
2: Exactly. So, yes, without further ado, Ed. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Full Metal Podcast. Now, bringing you the news with Jason. Take it away, Jason.
1: All right. Well, um, for some news, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood will be airing in Can- on Canada's Super Channel. And apparently, that's Channel 2, and it will be premiering on August 15th at 10 p.m. Eastern and then it really? will also yeah it's also going to schedule on super channel hd too
3: wow
0: wait so it's channel 2 all across the country
1: i guess so they call it super channel 2 that's, hmm. that's maybe it's cool. a
2: super channel that's also <laughs> too right, maybe there's more than one two. that doesn't yeah. make sense but no that's really uh, cool and in hd i mean it's not real true hd but it's hd nonetheless so that's good
0: yeah i like it, it doesn't
2: um, exist in hd
1: all right, uh, Fomental Alchemist manga also uh, is winning at the Japan Sci-Fi Con at the 50th Japan Science Fiction Convention. Um, it was announced that the and I forgive me if this pronunciation is off, but the Sagan Award in the comic category to Full Metal Alchemist, which had just ended last year. So, congrats for Full Metal Alchemist, and that's pretty cool honor. Yeah, definitely, very yes. cool. so I guess we'll move on to some rankings in the states Uh, New York Times manga bestseller list for June 19th to 25th listed uh, Fullmetal Alchemist volume 25 at number 3 so still selling strong and then the following week it ranked at number 4 so Fullmetal Alchemist is still selling well in the US but that's not really a surprise at this point is it? It's almost over Yeah, it is almost over, and I'll get to the releases for the rest of it in a bit. I also have the Japan box office for Full Metal Alchemist, uh, the Sacred Stars of Milos. It premiered at number four in the box office, and it beat out other movies that premiered that week as well, including Thor and The Hangover Part 2, so those you may be familiar with. And then it remained at rank number four the following week for its second week released and then uh coming to its third week it dropped to seventh place and you know the fourth week it was dropped again to ninth and then uh what it is still in the top 10 yeah yeah what it is currently is number 10 and so far it's made uh six million five hundred eighty five thousand four hundred seventy
2: two that's around what, like, Speed Racer made here, right? <laughs> no, I, that's really good in Japan, especially for uh, for a movie uh, based on a long-running yeah. series. So I
1: guess cool. I should say what it premiered at. It premiered with making uh, $1,794,306 its first week. Pretty damn good.
2: I yeah, believe, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, at- it's kind of weird to think about, but, you know, the room that we were in is probably the most people who will see the movie in one place at one time, like, that big of a room. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: yeah, that was. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then uh, the final bit of news before I get into uh, U.S. releases: uh, it was announced the top fifty manga creators by sales since 2010, and uh, Hirumu Arakawa for *Fominal Alchemist* ranked at number eight with five million eight hundred eighty-three thousand. So,
4: was she the big. was she the only female manga artist in the top ten? no
1: no uh, there, no no
4: there were a couple but she was yeah one the, of the person ones,
1: right? yeah uh let's see who was it I think uh, number three yeah karuhu yeah, shina for kimini Todoke was female as well and number one went to itro oda for one piece yeah.
4: Mm. yeah i gotta get into that one piece show <laughs> one of these With days.
1: 54 million so wow <laughs>
4: onepiecepodcast.com
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but uh the thing is with Harakawa making that amount uh how many volumes came out in that time not that oh, many it's like it's two like or three. three yeah four years. yeah it's a lot less than a lot of shonen series it's been a year so. and a half yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah
2: so she made she made that much and still produced a lot less than probably what was on a lot of what was on that top 10 mm. so right. that's that says something
1: yeah because a lot of that top 10 is also um in jump comics and they release a lot more yeah year.
2: yeah
1: it's true All right, yeah. i guess uh, we'll get into american releases now cool um Ooh. we're actually getting close to the end of the full metal alchemist manga being released in the united states oh. volume 26 is coming out september 20th 2011 cool so next month and then uh, Fulminal Alchemist Volume 27, the final volume, will be coming out December 20th, 2011. So cool. they beat our expectations by a hair that it would come out this year.
2: Little yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. They did beat <laughs> our expectations, but Part 5 did come out. The, the series finished in, from Funimation before it finished from Viz. Yeah.
1: yeah and sure they've also was. been releasing omnibuses. Uh, actually, mm. the. Volume 4-6 to 6, Omnibus, the second Omnibus, just came out this month on August 2nd. And,
2: and I, as I heard, they corrected the uh, cross, the greed cross on uh, the
4: Omnibus, I believe.
2: Is that where it was done? That's I, always
4: I, been corrected.
2: Oh, it, it has been corrected? Before yeah, then?
4: even even in the original volume, it was corrected. So. Okay,
2: well, there you go. Um, but yeah, the, I know, the, um, I, th- I think uh, Alexi Kirsch from Viz showed that on his Twitter, so... Yeah. Well, now it's doubly confirmed, Anyways, yes.
1: Uh, the third Omnibus, uh, which is contains graphic novels 7 through 9, comes out October 4th.
0: See, and uh, as we found out at the uh, panel, at the Viz panel at Oticon, they only really do up to volume 12. So they only do, like, four Omnibuses. Yeah, which is... So insane. that it's easier for people to buy the uh, the first volumes and get caught up to them. And then one.
2: they get addicted, and they have to buy the rest. Now, And then their want... collection looks wonky. <laughs> if you...
1: Now, if you want to buy everything in one go, the full Metal Alchemist graphic novel box set, mm. including volumes one through twenty-seven and the novel, comes out, and it says this on, which is kind of confusing: November first, two thousand eleven, which is before volume twenty-seven actually comes
2: out. So, I, I may think. I may have to get that too. I don't know, because I don't own really. I own a couple of volumes of the manga, but it might actually be worth it. But yeah, that is interesting that it comes out first. Yeah, I
1: just scent. noticed that while <laughs> looking at this. Unless they changed something recently, but that's how it stands at
2: the moment. Maybe they're rushing that to release as like an exclusive to buy that full box set. Very odd. Uh yeah. that all we got? Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's all we
1: got. I don't think we'll see the movie released in Japan or the US on DVD and probably Blu-ray until probably next year.
2: But right. they said uh, it, they had flyers at Oticon and said 2012, uh, so I'm sure that's a very right. tentative, uh, <laughs> tentative date to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll come yes. out
1: by the end of 2012, though.
0: Yeah, hopefully. No, no. All right, <laughs> okay. I guess that's it for the news and releases. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Let's do
2: the next segment. Interview. We should. Woo. What's the next segment, Ed? I'll splice this together. Don't worry.
0: It's you. An interview. You no, know, no. But it. can
2: can you hype it a little, and then I'll just splice it in. All right. Next up, we got our interview with the fuck the fucking dude. I'm I'm just <laughs> yeah, gonna I, keep I, this I, all I recorded, and it's
0: going on the end of the podcast. <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> no, don't do that.
0: No, no. Try it again. All right. Next up, we got our interview with the director of Full Metal Alchemist, Sacred Star of Milos, Kazuya Murata Enjoy it. Full Metal Podcast.
3: Oh. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. For Full Metal Alchemist, we we actually uh, we run a podcast devoted to uh, Full Metal Alchemist, including uh, the movies and both television series. So it's a, it's great honor to uh, be speaking
3: with you today. Oh, え、my <笑><笑> okay. well, uh, first question is what were your inspirations growing up to become a director animation director
5: well, when I was in junior high school, I got to see Hayao Miyazaki's early work, Future Boy Conan. That was a huge inspiration of mine.
6: Uh,
1: what was your first exposure to Fullmetal Alchemist and what was your first impression of
6: it? I
5: watched the first Fullmetal Alchemist series when it ran on television and thought it was very interesting. I didn't watch it as a part of a work. I was just part of the audience enjoying it on television. This is personal, but the opening theme of the first television series was produced by my elementary school friend, so I was very surprised.
6: And then the offer
5: from Bones came. came. They wanted me to make the storyboards for the game, for Fullmetal Alchemist, The Prince of the Dawn. And then I ended up reading the whole original manga series. And then of course, I thought that was very interesting.
6: How did you get involved with the movie? The president of Bones, Mr.
5: Minami, called me directly and asked if I could direct the new Full Metal Alchemist movie.
2: Uh, Did you get the uh, chance to speak with or consult with uh, Haromu Arakawa uh, when putting together The Sacred Star of Milos? Um, When putting together the movie The Sacred Star of Milos?
6: (coughs) Not
5: before, but during the production, I got the opportunity uh, to talk with Hiromu Arakawa. However, Hiromu Arakawa-san has a policy uh, that animation uh, is animation. Let the pros handle it. Even when I met with her, uh, she only said she's looking forward to seeing the uh, final release of the
6: uh, movie.
0: What was your goal, artistically, when you were making the
6: movie? I'm
5: not sure if this answers your question of artistic goal, but I wanted the old audience to emotionally, completely immerse themselves in the world they're watching. I wanted them to be completely in that world and feel that excitement and all the action and emotions and share it with the world of that movie.
0: That answers the
5: question pretty
2: well, actually. Uh, What does being a director in animation entail, and, and what do you enjoy
5: most about it? For me, being the animation director is to create the stage whereas the audience can share with the character, their sadness, their excitement. To share those emotions on that stage is what being a director is all about for me.
6: And when I see
5: that direct reaction from the audience who watches my movie, whether it be writing on the internet or directly to me, when I see the audience's reaction directly, that's the time I feel the most enjoyment in being an animation director. <ス davon electric hecho> and uh,
2: what was it like moving from uh, being a storyboarder on very popular series like Code Geass and moving into the directorial world?
6: <root> um, in the world of the作品, the area of the can be controlled is greatly and I felt a lot of freedom. To be able to control more of my creation,
5: that made me feel far more free. Any kind of inspiration I had in my mind could now be made. This really excited me and made me happy to do my job.
6: Sounds good.
1: Um, How long did the movie uh, take to create, and were there any... um, Aspects of the movie like any challenges where you felt like you took something away like something you might have like learned from this experience
6: From the time when we had the very first
5: ideas concerning the plot through completion That took a year and a half if you're asking from when the animation began that took a little less than a year
6: so, there is no Sankasu staff, no motivation or Sidani through Tamenoku, Tinova, or some Mai Nichno, Nikrikaes, Kotoga, Sukuda,
5: First of all, to keep up the motivation of all the creative departments was of enormous importance. Also, taking a great image and turning it into a product in the film is a difficult thing, especially when there are time restrictions. There needs to be a balance that is required in this industry. That is what I've learned.
6: Uh,
2: And lastly, uh, following the earthquake in Japan, our podcast has run many events uh, and internet broadcasts with various people. Uh, involved in the anime industry to raise money for charity. And uh, anime fans around the world are praying that the people of Japan regain their footing as soon as possible. And please know that we're all rooting for
6: you. As someone from Japan, I would like to personally, sincerely thank all people
5: around the world who are helping out and sending their warm hand to Japan. Thank you so much.
6: Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. It's been it's been an honor. Thank yes. you. Thank that. you for your yes. time. We're really looking forward to seeing the movie later today.
3: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ojikai takemashita. desu. Konya eiga miru no tanoshimi ni Thank you. Thank you.
0: Full Metal Podcast. And now's the time for our review of Fullmetal Alchemist, Sacred Star of Milos, whose director, Kazimurati, just heard us with the interview. And um, so what did you guys think? We, uh, the line for this was ridiculous at Oticon this year.
1: Yeah, the line was uh, pretty insane. Uh, where the indoor fountain was at the convention center, that whole room got filled. Yeah, but the whole... Deta- like, before they started the movie, the whole entire bottom hmm. floor was filled with just a line waiting
4: we managed to get talking I didn't have
0: to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but as you were mentioning, Steve, since, since we're press, that entitles us to certain advantages. Yeah. Like being able to get in to see the movie, we can cover it and talk about it with you guys who couldn't see it. Yes. Uh, and beyond that, uh, if you
2: want to see a picture of this insane line, it looks more like a crowd than a line, but uh, they're on the One Piece podcast Facebook page, so you can check those out. Okay. Yes. What was
1: nice that they did is that they did do an encore... Uh, feature of the film the following day for the people that couldn't get in
2: yeah so uh,
1: probably people who saw the movie already went to
0: that one
2: well well like they the also scene. did it they didn't just, they didn't kick the people out who were still in there from the previous the AM but they got panel.
0: most they got most of them out of there there were a lot of people
2: I mean I guess that was just their policy and they didn't I mean, do another one the next day they
0: so. were letting people in for like 30 or 40 minutes they were just to seat people yes. and there were still a few seats empty in like bad spots of the, of the hall. Well, people
2: were very picky. Let's be honest. But what, what was it, Jason? That people would rather sit all the way in the back than slightly to the side. That how it went.
0: We were sitting in like the fifth row and on the like on the middle.
2: Yeah, but but it's it a massive off. screen. Yeah, yeah, it
0: wasn't that uncomfortable?
2: It wasn't that bad. I I mean I would have been a little happier a little further back in retrospect. But,
1: but. anyways, we should probably get to the movie.
2: Yes, movies stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh and I want to definitely go over the Q&A afterward before yeah, we forget. Right. Yes. But so
0: they did they did mention that this um uh this movie takes place in between what volume 11 of the manga. There's a, a Yeah, a, 11
2: a, and 12, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah
0: so it's um sort of a, it's a side story, like a what if if Ed and Al had gone to the west or Ed, no it's- it's like it's it but it could have taken place in the storyline
2: well I mean, I like the way that uh the director put it, and he said he had put it in this place because this is a period of time where uh Ed and Al would have gone anywhere basically to uh yeah. find a solution to the problem uh Ed, yeah. yeah.
1: And he took that to his advantage to explore new areas that weren't seen in the Full Metal Alchemist manga. For example, this movie takes place in the West, and we don't really get to see that much of what is West to a in the series. So that was pretty cool.
0: So we get Mm -hmm. to see uh, wolf chimeras and intricate machines and lots of fighting. So uh, let's let's try and do
2: this uh, this way. Let's let's try and first do as non-spoilery a review as possible.
0: Then we'll, let's we'll just do... do a non-spoiler yeah. review. Okay, in general, <laughs> fine. So I mean, it sort of starts out. It's a they do a very, very long, well, not very, very long, but pretty long
4: action sequence to open the movie. Which was
1: yeah, I thought it was fantastic. The animation it was really was well
4: done.
0: Great.
1: That's a, well, That's a hook. That's how you
4: get people to. That's how you get people to pay attention for the rest of the movie. You got you to have like a big action scene in the first, in the beginning scene. I I believe. Beyond yeah. that, I it's think it was probably the best part of the movie. Fight, if I say so.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the middle, um, it dragged a little bit, but uh, the ending was very, very action-packed and kind of thrilling, but it also went on for a little too long.
2: And I, I think I have to agree with uh, the A&N review somewhat, uh, saying that this is definitely a movie, if you've seen all of Brotherhood, that would probably be far yeah. more satisfying to you than if you haven't.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, they do take a lot of things for granted, and they yes. do expect the audience to know things already so,
2: and uh, as you may have just heard in the interview that uh, we played uh, he the director is a fan of FMA and that's very evident uh, and what he puts in is a lot of what a fan, like a diehard fan would want to see in a movie partially like what Jason was talking about how it takes place in the west uh, and the one and, thing that Brotherhood was really missing was a great train fight
0: scene and this one had it yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also an Armstrong has a cameo in busting.
4: Yeah. Shows up. It's basically a cameo, so must uh, fans, yeah. Well, Armstrong, Armstrong is definitely a cameo, but yeah. it was so subtly hilarious, and I don't think I don't know if I really want to explain why. Armstrong really doesn't do anything in the film, but he just does this one tiny little thing that had me laughing. <laughs> but kind
0: of, it kind of bugs me how they had they um, the part with Winry. And she yes. didn't seem to fit. She didn't seem to fit in the story. Not yeah, at all. That's, yeah, that's
4: that's where I want to get at next. I think my biggest issue with this movie was that there was fan service that was unneeded. Yeah. Uh, I I think Roy and Hawkeye definitely should have had a cameo because they're kind of running things for the Elwick brothers, but they didn't have to be in the rest of the movie. Winry didn't have to be in it at all. I just thought of it as all as fan service. I liked How- having I liked having uh, Reza and uh, Roy there. Yeah. But Winry, Winry I felt mean- was... Like- but they kind of they, they get a little more involved in the plot than right. they should, considering they don't do enough.
1: Well, <laughs> I think though it was important. I don't want to get too much into it to have some military get involved.
4: Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know,
1: but what, what, why? You know, they were just going to use characters that people love already because that's yeah. what people want to see.
4: But Winry
2: really was kind of. Yeah. I, I think if if we're talking I, about the negative, uh, I think it is the exposition that in the middle that uh, Ed was talking about. There was there was definitely there's one scene. You
0: know, there's a lot of struggling separatist groups in this country.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it would, if it were allowed to be flushed out better, I think it could be very interesting, and the, the plot could be very interesting, but it's really rushed and really confusing.
0: No, but and, like, but it's exciting. It's really exciting, though. Like the at the the last battle as well. The action is the, uh, the action is oh,
2: some of the best I've seen
1: yeah, ever, and it's, it's very well done. Yeah, and it's also animated beautifully too, which is definitely yeah. a plus. It def the movie definitely had budget, but I mean,
4: well, I'll argue with the animation. Uh, it the animation style definitely benefited in the action scenes. But most of the other scenes, when the character's are just talking, you're not going to get blown away by it. It's kind of just standard... Well, it's people talking. Standing yeah. and talking. Well, the thing is, there there could be more movement to the characters, just a little more fluid movement. Okay. But there but really to... wasn't. It was pretty much just the same old kind of animation. So yeah. I wouldn't go around saying that the animation was jaw-droppingly beautiful. But have got
1: to realize, though, that
4: the budget goes to certain
1: scenes and would you rather them evenly spread out the budget or be like okay there's people talking here that's normally happen that's
4: that's actually what i'm saying saying all the animation it's great in the action scenes and they focused on that but otherwise you're you're not going to really get blown away by too much besides those yeah, I, I well, agree.
1: Usually and generally in talking scenes, you don't get blown away. So I, I don't mind. I,
4: I, I would argue that, but yeah. I don't think we have the time. Ocura. It's
0: <laughs> a great.
2: Movie. That's true. Yeah, and and uh, it could be done. It could be done where you have a fluidity of a movie. I mean, we're kind of used to shonen series where um, you put a lot of budget into certain scenes, but I don't um, know. It can make it suffer
4: a little bit. I, I can understand. I, I not, Another beef I had with this movie is... And I'm trying my best not to spoil too much. I think... I'll I'll use the term opposition. There's no clear main opposition till very late into the film. And I feel like, wow, maybe instead of just having scenes with Winry... We could have had some scenes developing antagonists.
1: Well, that's Uh, one of the things that I'm curious about. Because remember, this movie... ...did get a special chapter that kind of set the background
2: for the film. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, they got yeah. that with the movie.
2: Well, so doesn't, kind of is, aren't those limited? I don't. Does everyone get those? Don't you have to buy those? Or, or are they specifically limited edition? Or the first thousand people? Isn't that usually how that works?
1: I mean, I don't know how it usually works. I mean, there's sometimes where things where, you know, they do give it with every movie... Or take, I mean, they do some crazy stuff where they give things away, but I don't know how much of the story was actually set up,
6: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: I don't know if it had a special run in Gon-Gon, which is the probably
2: not. I feel, I feel like they we would have heard that.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately, there's one. There's this one character specifically. I'm not going to mention who. Is this, He's not even really introduced till like halfway through the film. Yeah. And and that and. Really, that it was the only thing I had a problem with. I just thought there was, you know, a lot of things were introduced too late, or just a lot of, or just a lot of twists and turns in the storyline, kind of just dropped on you. On well, the they uh, normally do, but this one kind of like, oh, oh okay. <laughs>
2: on the positive end, I personally liked a lot of the character designs and the technological yeah, designs exactly. and the city designs. It kind of reminded me of a Nasuka type of uh, yeah. thing. Actually, it's very cool. Also.
1: This movie, I gotta say, is a whole lot better than Shambhala.
2: Yes. Oh, so, no well, I wasn't frustrated yeah. by this movie. I was yeah. confused and lost at times, but I enjoy. I walked out enjoying you the see, movie. For
4: mm-hmm. me,
1: and I mean, sometimes people say like, they like things explained straight up. I'm one of the types that kind of like things explained late because I kind of like the mysterious. I like mystery things sometimes not
2: things. being explained at all. Uh, yeah. Because some, there, was, there was too much exposition in this movie, as I said yeah. uh, earlier. They could have just done away with some of it or, as, as you guys have said, had less scenes with Winry, who has no point well, in it, this It's movie. not
4: like Winry had these long she scenes. Didn't, but she didn't. I, I really just... I, I, I saw her role, like... Well, I don't know. Roy and Risa could get away with their roles in the movie. But I, I felt Winry's was strictly fan service. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Wh- why don't we do uh, why don't we do this? Why don't um, why don't you want to each like give an overall grade to it? Sure. Just a preliminary grade. Ed, you could since you seem more of No, it.
0: right. I give it a B plus. You you could give explanations too if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, the action was very know, the action was awesome. They had some really cool fights, interesting design villains, interesting you know backgrounds, and the art was nice in a bunch of places, and the designs were very cool. The plot was confusing at times, though, and uh, that's not really what I was watching it for.
2: J- Jason?
1: I'm going to give it a B. I mean, I thought it was uh, fun. If you're a Fullmetal Alchemist fan, you'll definitely be checking out this movie, and you'll probably enjoy, you'll especially enjoy the action scenes and just how things lead to another during the action. If you're a Fullmetal Alchemist fan, you'll definitely be checking out this movie, and it is you know, a fun movie. You'll probably enjoy it. Is it the best movie ever? No. I mean, the thing is, you're not going to expect like the best movie ever from something that's derived from a series. Usually, those movies aren't that great. I think it's a little slightly above average than a normal Shonen movie, and I'll give it a B. Yeah,
4: Steve. Uh, I'm gonna go with a solid B plus. It it's definitely a wonderful film if you're an FMA fan because uh, I think they went into this movie with a great idea. It's like, hey, let's just, let's focus on a theme talked about in the actual story and kind of just expand that in you know a separate side story. Um, I felt for the characters, you know, uh, had really good humor because FMA has like its bits of humor thrown in from time to time. Um, action scenes were great. Definitely had some unique things that. You can't find in the rest of the series. Uh, you know, the plot was, could be confusing at times, but I, th- you know, you were able to salvage it and you were able to pick up even if you got lost at one point. And I don't like, also, well, I don't think we talked about the voice cast enough, but I thought all the Japanese voice actors, you know, they were on their A game with this movie. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll also give it a solid B plus. Uh, I think though, the further away I get from this movie, the lower the grade goes. I pop when I walked out. I think I was much happier than I am thinking back right now. Um, That's how it usually goes with anything. <laughs> no, sometimes sometimes things get glorified the further you go back. Like you started out um, trying to. I can't think of a good example, but I don't see many movies. <laughs> but uh, I thought, as I said, the character designs were very well done. But I think what really shown in this movie were the fighting choreography as a lot of people have said and the directing and i'm not just saying that because he was on here uh but it it really i'm saying
0: if the first the first series had a fight choreography and fights like this movie had it would have liked the first series a lot more
2: yeah i I think brotherhood uh we'll be talking about part five shortly uh had some of the best anime choreography i've ever seen uh for fighting and uh, i think this movie holds up to that um and that's my opinion. I mean, not everyone's going to have that opinion. But uh, the other thing, uh, just about the plot, is I think they did a very good job with the world building, but they did a very bad job on explaining and the characters. It's really <laughs> the character the character plots were pretty abysmal, and you'll see what I'm talking about when you get to that. But the world building, which if you've written stories before, is really just the building the concepts behind... Um, a lot of the story. That was very well done and everything in the west and learning the geography it was that was very cool. That got me excited. But
4: there's one more that. thing I I, I for, before I forget. I felt like with some of the choices that are made in this movie there aren't enough consequences. Yeah, there true. are. It's a movie. That's it's a movie. It, that, that's yeah, by definition. I guess you want to feel good at the end of the movie. Yeah, and yeah. also you can't change anything. That's true. There were some Good
2: consequence. I, you know, I disagree. I think the consequences were well put together, f- most yeah. for the most
4: part. See this now. I'm starting I mean, the, to remember. Uh, now I'm it. starting to remember certain things. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Maybe I don't not. want to get too spoilery because <laughs> consequences anyways. are inherently Uh-oh. spoilery.
1: Anyways, one more thing we should mention is the music. What did you guys think of that?
0: Um, it was completely unobtrusive. It didn't stand out as bad. It's pretty good.
4: Yeah. yeah, I I gotta put it that way. I don't yeah. remember it. So. I couldn't notice anything unique about it that made yeah. me think,
2: "Wow!"
4: Like yeah, I, it, Brotherhood I think, has that, but this yeah. movie didn't. Yeah. But I think the the word Ed chose to use is the best word. It was, you know, ob- obtrusive. Uh, I unobtrusive.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it was there, but yeah. it was. It uh, just it
4: was there, but it, I didn't feel distracting, Nor do I feel like it was carrying a scene. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing about TV soundtracks is that. We build associations with certain pieces of music throughout its use of the whole series. Well, with
2: FMA, there were enough pieces that sometimes you only hear them once, and sometimes that one time, they're really amazing. FMA, I think, is unique. Uh, Brotherhood uh, Mm -hmm. had some really amazing pieces. And I I think FMA, the original series, I know you disagree, had some very good pieces as well. (laughs) Uh, I don't think all of them were great, but they had some very good ones, I think. Anyway. Is That's Is that all we have to say? Oh, the I Q&A. So. The Q&A. Uh, yes. We got to mention this.
0: Well, I mean, there were some bad questions, but what are you going to do about it? There were some incredibly
2: offensively put questions.
0: <laughs> well, there was I the guy who was... I never heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy who was speaking Japanese or what he thought was Japanese, but no one could understand what he was saying. Yeah. And, and not only that, we
2: but... Boo. Not only that, but he was asking for free stuff essentially. So that's a little. I thought that was a different guy. No, that was the guy speaking in Japanese, right, Jason?
4: Is that right? Yeah, Uh, Yeah, it was. Asking (laughs) for free stuff like what, like giveaways or yeah, Yeah, like the giveaways that came with the the...
1: stuff that they gave away with the movie in Japan. Yeah.
4: I speak Japanese, so I could have been there. (laughs) <laughs> and all i say is no Wee-hoo. you no, no you no you don't no you don't and no you didn't that
2: was just very awkward for everyone and that's one of the few times like sometimes we feel awkward for questions that are asked and no that one else does feel a- made me feel ashamed but everyone uh, there was a audible groan in the audience for that that was very uh sad <laughs> um well no i, I
0: think, think so it was just i think I, it was
2: just us no there was an audible groan you have to <laughs> yeah. listen for that shit i didn't mean, <laughs> yeah. everyone was doing oh like everyone was like oh please just stop please.
1: <laughs> so i think we should just get um and the segment like back on point like we're just yeah. like
2: a one final
1: thing where i think we could all agree that the fighting choreography was great the exposition needed some work. it was nice to see the world building and some of the characters you know were a little bit more undeveloped than we wished that they would have
0: been mm, that's a good summary of what we said
2: yeah I, I was just also making sure uh, for those of you who next time we go to a movie premiere uh, we posted those all on our twitter account at twitter.com slash FMA podcast and if we are ever at one of those again uh, check out a live tweeting of whatever we go to for FMA
0: so yeah I think that's it alrighty let's review Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood part 5 then let's do it Full Metal Podcast. Okay, everyone. This is the DVD review for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Part 5 from Funimation, which was released earlier uh, well, last month now. But uh, No, it, cover- was, it was this month. It was? Okay. Yeah, it was in August. Well, it seemed like it was last month because Right Stuff sent things out early to people. That's true.
2: Jason got it in like June or something No No, I got (laughs) it
1: in July I actually watched the whole set Like the weekend kind of before Otakon Because I was like okay I'm going to see the movie Might as well because I got it like That Saturday Well you hadn't
2: seen Brotherhood had you or was that Steve
1: I hadn't seen uh, Brotherhood yet So I got it that Saturday morning I'm like this is perfect timing I could kind of like finish the series And then see the movie later this weekend
2: Now, before we get into some spoilery general thoughts, what do you guys think of the
0: box and stuff? Well, I like to point out that, I mean, just it's the villains on the main cover this time.
1: Which I think was the best choice of the three remaining cover arts. I'm actually glad they went with this one.
0: So they got uh, Homunculus, Selim, and uh, the Pure. Now,
1: Um,. For the Blu-ray set, how it works is on the front cover is uh, Riza holding the gun to um, Roy. And I just is... thought that was going to be the inside cover. And the inside cover is the final cover with Ed and now. So yeah. I found that an interesting choice, but I could see why they did that, because you wouldn't actually see that cover until you took out this
2: mm-hmm. too.
0: But, um, you know, it's uh, it's a really, really well-drawn piece here. Riza's gun looks really nice. This is during their... Uh showdown with envy
2: yeah that that i can't wait to talk about that next month going through all these scenes because there's some unbelievably drawn scenes it's like the fight that they had with lust like 30 times over but
0: on the inside of the dvd version the inside case we have the sort of we have the white stripes basically color palette (laughs) white black and red and we're drawing all the homunculus and father excluding the original greed cool right yeah it's very nice
1: I, I, no, I gotta just touch up on what Zach was saying. The budget was amazing. They pretty much. Were I'm, like, I'm glad I finally. Here's the rest of the budget for the series. Have fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: But the thing is, what's amazing is that I, I mean, I guess the budget went to not having it in true HD because it always looked great. I think yeah. the series has looked consistently amazing, and then it just got even more amazing. Yeah. I
1: mean, the thing is. On Blu-ray, you could see that the background, you could see that, wow, this really wasn't made for HD because the backgrounds are kind of...
2: On the other hand, it looks amazing because it's just how it's made, you know, but not maybe not amazing in the way that it's detailed, but amazing in the way that it's well put together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also on the inside of the second DVD case, we have the broken uh, automail arm outstretched with the uh, philosopher's stone. It's pretty cool. pretty oh, cool picture. Oh, that was so...
1: That was the one that they kept using as the insert advertisements for what mm. Funimation would be releasing, which I haven't seen lately.
0: Mm. And we actually have more postcards uh, as yeah. usual. We have I don't know Ed L Winry Roy and a cat in a field of flowers.
1: Yeah, and then the next one is uh, Riza and Winry
0: at a wedding, going after the, going after the bouquet.
1: Yeah, and with <laughs> uh, with uh, Roy and ed and then al in the background
0: now this one's kind of cool actually um edward and al stuck in the rain with ed holding the leaf like a kappa and uh he's and al has five cats
2: (laughs)
1: you
0: know what
2: you know what they say for a person who has more than one cat yeah they're big (laughs) what do they say uh zach because i have three cats Whoa. No, a guy by himself having one.
0: Okay, I'm just going to stop there.
4: What, yeah. <laughs> what do they say, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we have um, Roy yeah. and Ed, who has, it a, tie p- it has a tie pin that's shaped like L. Yeah.
3: Uh, nice. So
1: I got to say, out of all the postcards, my favorite are still from the first set.
0: Yeah. Which one right.
2: are you mentioning?
0: I'll have to get it out, but I, I know which one you're talking about.
1: I mean all of them they were just they seem more like well drawn the first ones and then the other ones seem like stuff that they put in magazines. That's <laughs> probably what it was from.
2: <laughs> but uh it's it's a cool additional feature for the DVDs and Blu-rays oh, uh, to have that because most yeah. don't future, have anything. future
0: releases probably aren't going to have this. No.
1: Yeah. Now should we get into some of the special features or leave that for next time? Uh I haven't I have seen them yet. yet so yeah.
2: uh at least let them know what let us know what they are. All right.
1: Yeah. yeah, they um well as always they have
2: the textless opening and ending. And both there's good have... openings and I forget the ending for yeah. the last episode. And
1: they also seconds. have the textless ending for the end of this sixty fourth episode. Ooh, very where... cool. Yeah, and then they also have outtakes. Ooh, and there's very cool. also a commentary on episode sixty four.
2: Uh who is on that commentary, if you don't mind me asking.
1: Okay, I believe it is uh Vic and Maxi and I think Mike McFarlane as well.
2: I think he's been on every one of them, so it would be wrong not to have him on. So that's that's a cool way to It's just one talk. commentary on the entire set. I believe so. Well, the outtakes I guess are
4: the uh Yeah, the outtakes are worth it. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I they love them that often. Yeah, they can't I think yeah. they've only done them for uh, this. The, the only ones I know of are Brotherhood, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Oron. Yeah. on I No, they also did them for Desert Punk. And Desert oh yeah, Punk. Desert Punk. That's another. Um, I mean, they yeah.
1: do them a lot, like, but it's usually on shows where the Japanese company doesn't care as much for the Japanese company, like those like, like yeah, fan service shows. Like, yeah, because yeah, probably because they go. Uh, it, what it goes like is like you know we want to put these outtakes on. Japanese company has to approve them. If the yeah, Japanese probably some thinks,
0: bullshit like um, some bullshit like Master of Martial Arts. I, mean,
1: I think that's why <laughs> no, no, we no. got. That's why we didn't get like I think outtakes for the original Full Metal Alchemist because mm. they were like, no, 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 this is a serious show.
2: And even beyond that, I think it could also be because think about shows that have a huge following for the dub cast, and I think the except for Desert Punk, I think the ones that you just named all have that. I think th- maybe not Yu show, but definitely Oron and FMA Brotherhood have huge followings for the dub cast, especially
0: Oron. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Were there any other uh, special features, Jason?
1: Um, nothing that I can recall. Just you know the regular trailers, but that's all.
0: Any good trailers?
1: <laughs> None uh. that I watched.
0: <laughs> How about for the next any... set of Brotherhood? Half Zach, nothing half... will ever. Nothing will ever um, beat the um, oh god the, the trailer for the OVA that's on the Evangelion DVDs that I have. Birth, 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 birth. It, well, I heard actually good things
2: about that series, yeah, but, but trailer that trailer is so is terrible. It's like I would never want to watch that. By
0: the trailer, it did the opposite of what a trailer is supposed to do. Uh, yeah. All right, well that, that's the sign that we've exhausted this topic. Let's move on to equivalent exchange. Full Metal Podcast. In a savage world where the taste and texture of food mean everything, individuals exist known as gourmet hunters who specialize in the acquisition of rare ingredients and animals. Toriko is one of those hunters. His dream? To find the most precious foods in the world and create the ultimate meal. The makers of the One Piece podcast present an all-new podcast about food, hunger, and more food. The Torico Podcast, premiering Monday, August 8th. Eat or be eaten. Full Metal Podcast. time to clap your hands together everybody for equivalent exchange let's do it that, that may have been very loud i don't know and jive ah. <laughs> all
2: right okay uh so it's time for equivalent exchange where we take your questions comments theories first uh i got a couple poetry but mostly poetry uh so i i've got a couple uh technical uh complaint not complaints but like uh Things haven't been working. If that is the case, email us right away. If an episode isn't able to download for you, if you're having any sort of problem, uh, email us at Full Metal uh, Podcast, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Podcast yes. at gmail.com. Yes. If, this,
1: if this podcast isn't working for you. No, not
2: please. this one. If previous, Obviously, if they hear me now, they're not going to know that. Um... So, first one comes from Oscar, who asks, uh, do you know if there's any way to get the soundtracks for Brotherhood in England without having to pay 60 pounds? 60, um, 60 uh, I know you guys are in the check... USA, but you guys are really good at finding that sort of stuff.
1: You gotta check the import stores, pretty much. I mean, that's how we get it cheap. Well, cheap, quote-unquote, like, 40 bucks. But, um, no, for us, we have, like, Kinokuniya in
0: New York or it's even in California But yeah. and, and, you no, and they have I have one in Chicago too but uh, I'm not sure how available those are in the UK
2: problem is soundtracks are all very expensive I mean 60 pounds is insane I mean um, it's not getting released locally it's gotta be an import you could probably find it uh, for 40-50 dollars uh, which would be 30 pounds ish uh if the american dollar gets worse probably for i, I wonder know. if Kino would ship to england <laughs> uh Kino probably will not but there's i mean like amazon.co.jp would and amazon.com would uh so i'm mm. sure you could i'm sure you could find something just search around um this next one comes from philly uh n- not the place well maybe the place but that's
4: that's the name really, the whole city of Philadelphia.
2: finally i'm touched uh hey guys your podcast was a real lifesaver on my 23 hour flight from south africa to washington dc last week uh sorry no poem for you but thanks a lot for doing this podcast because i really enjoyed listening to your inspired commentary on all things fma my question is when mustang is in the process of turning envy into a human candle around episode 54 would you have finish torching him or not and also would it be possible to have a link uh for the download of the soundtrack on your website despite my constant emails itunes won't carry it uh first i'll address the soundtrack no because i don't want to get sued uh and boy do i know about getting sued uh (laughs) because i am going to be in that industry soon um so no, we won't do that. I would love to sell that, but I would need to go about getting the consent of a lot of people who probably would say no. But yes, go on. Would would you have killed uh, Envy in a Mustang situation? I,
4: who who's gonna go? <laughs> Steve, you can go. Okay. Um, I think I would have been in the same situation, so I'm kind of hoping that I would have. Uh, a Hawkeye in my life to mm-hmm. stop me, because I'd probably get very emotional and keep torching the homunculus.
2: Ah, oh, you're adorable, Steve. I, I know. I would have killed Envy. Yeah, simple as that. <laughs> Jason yeah, and probably. I are harsh, <laughs> but I mean, oh. Envy is an evil son of a bitch. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> out, of, yeah. out of out of all I'm characters that deserve more. it, yeah. I mean, he killed. The way they did it is spoiler alert, I guess, but. Uh, having him kill himself was very well done, actually. I, I don't mind it, but I would have killed him in Mustang situation. Yes. Yeah. And he killed his best friend. Yes. And and you could set him on fire by snapping your fingers. Of course. Yes. Uh, now Philly, uh, whose name is Philip, it is not the city of Philadelphia. Actually, did come up with a poem. Here it is. Ooh. Oh Ed. Uh, why yes. I give it to you.
0: Ah, I love that. Yes. So, uh. Philly writes. After the corn dog I just ate, I thought I'd give you guys a rate, because you are so great, to waste your time with my little rhyme while asking my question for your humble suggestion. Which homunculi would win a battle royale? So the question there is,
2: which homunculi would win a battle royale, which is actually a pretty...
0: Now, are we question. like doing like, classical pro wrestling rules? You know, go over the top rope, both feet must touch the ground?
4: No, because then he would ask who would win in a Royal Rumble. Ah. ah. This is simply a battle royal. But we don't know if it's an over the top battle royal or simply just. A... Royale, I think. Isn't it pronounced Royale? I'm assuming this, this person's not going by wrestling rules and just by strictly all out brawl rules. Melee. Mm, you know, uh, probably Pride. I was going to say Pride. Uh, yeah, wrath maybe. Probably not. Not
2: greed. Clearly, I think I think wrath could hold his own. Sloth. He's a human. Would, he is, Yeah, that's true. Sloth would be interesting too. Sloth was incredibly strong and fast.
4: Lust is, and is a big target.
2: The, he is, is, is a big target. Yeah.
4: Lust is probably like the weakest though.
3: Envy. Yeah, definitely,
2: pretty... you were right. Definitely not gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, I believe uh that is all we got here. Uh but uh feel free to uh join us on roftelforums.com and ask us some questions. There's a whole thread devoted to to, to your poetry. So uh if you go there it's just roftelforums.com and there are three forums dedicated to full metal alchemist, the anime, the manga and the podcast. So uh go there, join in. Uh
0: so uh, that's all I got for you today, Ed. Alrighty, let's round the show off. Full Metal Podcast. Are you experiencing extreme boredom, shortness of breath, or erectile dysfunction? If you answered yes to the first symptom, then the Anamonga Podcast may be just what the doctor ordered. Join Jammer... Dominic, and a band of mutants as they discuss the latest in anime and manga. Sit back and slowly take in their sultry voices as they walk you through full episode commentaries of your favorite series. And stand in pure shock and terror as they force you to shoot your own feces.
5: Okay, yeah, that was okay. But uh, really, next time, let's try to stay on script.
0: You want me to do it over?
5: No, no, we're already booked... Okay, just go ahead and tell them the website.
2: www.anamangapodcast.com
0: Full Metal Podcast This has been the Full Metal Podcast for August twenty eleven. And on this episode we did our review of Full Metal Alchemist, the sacred star of Milos, and we showed you our interview with Murata, the director of said movie, from Oticon twenty eleven. We also gave you a review of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Part five on DVD and Blu-ray from Funimation, which came out this month. Yes. Um, what did you guys think about all that? Fun.
2: I had a fun yes. time doing this podcast just now.
0: Yes. I had a fun time That's doing fun. all the stuff, doing all the stuff we talked about in this podcast. <laughs> I had I had fun in the interview. I had fun at the movie. I had fun watching FMA Brotherhood part 5.
1: True. I concur, sir.
0: Yes. <laughs> well said. That's what it's all about in the end, isn't it? Yes. Yes. All right. Mhm. Mhm. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. in that case in, the, in that case Zach uh, how can the good people contact us well before the good people contact us uh... Maji <laughs> we have our
2: full metal I'm going to remind people one last time our full metal alchemist five minutes of, 15 minutes 15 minutes of fame for the last time Uh, submit your video and uh, say which voice actor you want to talk to Uh, and the more creative it is the better because you'll have a higher chance of winning and uh, we will pick one of you to speak 15 minutes with that voice actor that you want to talk to Uh, keep it realistic it has to be Funimation Um, and the more realistic it is the uh, the higher your chance of probably winning as well uh and that stays open until august 13th i'll be putting a full post on that again uh so everyone could see it uh and now i'll tell people how they could contact us is that okay yes
0: yeah, no. that's, that's fine okay you could
2: go to our website at fullmetalpodcast.com you could go on facebook to uh com slash fullmetalpodcast on twitter.com at com slash fma podcast uh and you could also subscribe rate and review us on itunes
0: or you could call our phone number that phone number ed three four seven four nine seven six two five four call anytime any <laughs> your questions your comments your theories your poems and make me read them in a sexy voice yeah we need more Alrighty. poems. come on <laughs> okay everybody okay everyone so for the full metal podcast my name is ed my name is zach my name is steve and my name is Jason.
2: We'll see you next month, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you Ladies. real soon. Ten bye episodes. Hooray.
0: Ten episodes.
2: Yeah, and every year an anniversary.
4: this episode ten? Ten.
0: Why? Because we love you. Yes. Woo! In the moon.
4: Yay, double digits.
2: And uh, a lot of people might
0: yeah,
4: start. The three. bitch
0: police, they live inside of my head. <laughs>
4: what? I gotta find this.
0: Okay, everyone. So for the Full Metal Podcast, my name is Ed. My name is Zach. My name is Luffy. I...
2: <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> we're missing Ed. someone's name here. I feel
4: like. Here, I'll I'll take it from the top.
2: Oh, we're doing that again. <laughs>
4: Bullshit.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, for the One Piece podcast, my name is Ed. You know, this is not the One Piece podcast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yay, another blooper. Fuck. <laughs>